Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. As always, I did. Um, got into a little bit of a, a rebuild. Um, I'm, I don't know if you guys have seen my stories, but I'm building a new set, production set. Uh, so I'm giving you guys uh, a new look to the CO2 Rundown, amongst other things. So super exciting one for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys relaxed. And hope you guys reset and are off to an amazing start this week. So look, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. Kobe Bryant um, Hall of Fame. I know many of you have seen it. And his wife, uh, Vanessa Bryant, gave his acceptance speech alongside with Michael Jordan and it was a very emotional uh, speech but she held it together and you know kudos to you Vanessa for doing such an amazing job um, yeah Kobe Bryant is you know he's a legend right his legacy will live on forever and he is amongst the greats when it comes to the game of basketball and, and really the game of life in my opinion uh, I'd like to consider him a philanthropist, a leader of the people, um, so inspiring in so many different ways. And uh, I just got to commend, you know, Vanessa again on, on an amazing job and an amazing speech. And, you know, shout out to all the, the, the wives and, and other halves in the world. Shout out to my wife for holding it down for our family. And you know what? It's it just goes to show, man, like the, the impact that he made, uh, not just on his, his immediate family, but everyone in the world. And, uh, you know, we, I can go on and on and on. We can say so many amazing things about Kobe Bryant. But at the end of the day, he believed in himself. He was determined uh, and he, he had specific goals throughout his life and throughout his career. And he was willing to do what he needed to do in order to achieve them. So, um, man, Mamba mentality, that's going to live on forever. So, congratulations, Kobe. Uh, appreciate everything you've done for us uh, as, as, as athletes and as, and as people. And, yeah, congrats again to the Bryant family. And thank you so much for, for everything. Mamba forever. The NBA playoffs are a little different this year for a few different reasons. Number one, the Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers defending champs are still battling to get into the playoffs. In this new system, they now have to play each other in sort of a one uh, series tournament. Winner is in. LeBron James versus Steph Curry. That's, that's already been an, a historic matchup. And here they are meeting again in probably the most meaningful series, um, you know, of, of, their, of their careers. Why? Because it's right now. It's current. It's about this year. It's about having another opportunity to play for another title. And, you know, Steph Curry, he just won the, the, the scoring title this year. And he already got high praise from, from King James, who considers him this year's MVP. 
But LeBron also said that Steph probably won't win it because of their record, which is unfortunate. Right? If you're the scoring champ, you're the best offensive player in the game, and Steph's already an MVP because he's won that award before. And to be quite honest, no one's had the type of season that he's had. No one else. So I, I too feel as if Steph deserves that MVP. But at the end of the day, those individual awards go out the window because it's about winning this little mini series to get into the playoffs. And I'm excited to see another LeBron James, Steph Curry matchup. So stay tuned for this one. And joining us here on the show, you know it, it's Monday and it's the sports guru, Steve Tsai. We're going to talk about our local sports news here. So check out this interview. It's a good one. Steven Sai, the sports guru. Thanks again for joining us here, brother. How, uh, how, how'd the weekend go for you? Oh, weekend was pretty good. There was sports, and anytime there's sports, things are good. Yeah, man, that's amazing. Well, I got to ask you, man. You got a DC, looks like a jersey. Like, what is that? It's Gotham City. I'm a huge fan of uh, the Batman. I know, so it's a... Uh... I loved it since I was a little kid. Um, I've got all these little figurines. I got all kinds of shirts and everything. Um, the only thing is, when we moved into this house, I told my wife, I want a bat pole. I can slide down it. And she says, we're not having a stripper pole in our house. So <laughs> there went that. <laughs> but, but, then you, you, but then you stopped, Steve, and you guys said, no, honey, it's not, it's not that. It's a bat pole. Bat yeah. Man. You know, it's, I'm trying to get down to the bat cave. Yes. All she wants to know is, hey, uh, if you're such a superhero, why can't you pick up some clothes on the ground, you know? <laughs> hey, that's what's up, Steven. That's what's up. Anyway, look, man, let's jump on into this thing. Starting out with uh, yeah. this, this UH signing of a former first round draft pick, the son of a former first round draft pick. True Edwards. The son of a former first round draft pick. Yes, True Edwards, good receiver. He comes from the Byron College in Texas. Uh, it's a really good uh, junior college in Texas. And the thing about it is Texas football is a little bit different. They're very passionate. Friday night lights in high school, Saturday night day games and everything. But they, they play really good football. It's, it's play um, junior college football in Texas. It's, it's a tough thing to do. And they're getting a really talented receiver who also is the son of a former first-round pick in the NFL who also was with Pittsburgh, and then he went to Jacksonville where he was teammates with some other guy. Who's that other guy? Yeah, like? a couple of guys. Like a couple of guys. guys <laughs> nah. Yeah, Troy Edwards, uh, former La Tech receiver, yeah. right? Louisiana Tech receiver. Yeah. Uh, First-round pick. Huge receiver. Tremendous he talent. all kinds of records for receiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Physical. He's a physical player. He's kind of like – he was kind of like in that era of the Heinz Ward, you know, that type of uh, – you know, physicality, you know, Troy was, mm -hmm. was, was one of those guys and uh, Hey, the genes passed down. Right. So I'm looking forward to seeing true Edwards uh, at the university of Hawaii and probably Troy will be making a trip, hopefully to the islands uh, to watch, you know, his son play. And I'd love to catch up. Did you ever see uh, true wandering around or do you remember him at all? Or You know what? I thinking about it now I do. He was, that was, so he, so true must be what, is he an incoming freshman? So he's going to be what, 18, 19? 
No, he's gonna be an incoming junior. He'll be a junior. Incoming so. junior. So, so he's what twenty. So I was in Jacksonville in 05. So that was 16 years ago. Oh. So he was, yeah, he was a baby. So, yeah. Well, there I you do go. remember this little guy. You know, he was just a little guy, a little baby, uh, which is amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to, to, to reconnect uh, whenever that time comes. Yeah. Great. So amazing how things all go, come full circle, right? Yeah. Full circle. Um, so let's, let's sort of shift gears here, Stephen. You know, I, I know our baseball teams, our University of Hawaii baseball team sort of season has kind of been like, you know, kind of like this, man, ups and downs. They had a, they were yeah. in a slump for a little while. They had the Sunday blues. Um, you know, what, what happened over the weekend, Stephen? Well, um, they played a team that um, they thought they could stay with offensively and it just seemed that they just were off their game, you know, where they, they could not hit um, pitching uh, a Northridge pitching staff that everybody else was hitting. And they were kind of puzzled by that. And a lot of it had to do with, uh, and also they did not play well defensively. And a lot of it had to do with Alex Baser, the best first baseman being out with a, a hamstring injury. He should be back this week for the home finale, but it really makes a difference when you've got a really good first baseman. He solves all the problems. Like a really good receiver solves all of uh, struggling quarterbacks' problems. Yeah, so um, I think not having him there, basically there to stabilize the defense, and you know when defenses breaks down, sometimes it you know pours over into the offense. Yeah, and and that's an interesting, you know, fact there, Steve. That you, you wouldn't think that a first baseman really could could hurt or help the outcome of, of a baseball game, but yeah, you, you're basically you're defending that, that, that line, first base, third base, right? You're defending the edges and you got to be able to, to make the right reads. You got to be able to be, have flexibility to stretch out and make those plays. You got to be able to scoop the ball off the ground. Cause a lot of times they're, they're throwing these short stops and third basemen they're throwing a lot of one hoppers at times. And you got to be able to scoop that thing up. So it takes a lot of skill yeah. to be a first baseman. And a lot of times your first baseman but, is, a, is a good batter as well. Yeah. And, and Alex Bays is a good batter. You know, they, 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 had a, they had a freshman there. And the freshman tries hard, but, you know, it, it's a little bit tough when, uh, especially going over there. And, and what made it a little bit unique is this was, um, UH has not been able to play any home games this year because of the COVID restrictions and state restrictions. But, you know, they go there. They've gone to Fullerton three, uh, two weeks ago. Um, and then they go to um, Northridge where there are allowed fans there. And, you know, it just makes a little bit different. I don't care if there are 10 people there or there are 100, whatever, you know, it makes a difference when people are there and you have to perform in front of people who are pretty hostile there. I mean, so they were allowing, I think, the Northridge fans in there. They weren't allowing white fans to go. So it was a little bit tough. I mean, I know it wasn't as much and you have to play through that. But when you're, when you're freshman, you have a rather young squad, a lot of young guys on there it's a little bit different to, to play. And, you know, a lot of them were playing, even it could be like a hundred, a couple hundred. It's probably more than they were playing from some of their own crowds back in Hawaii. Right. Right. Yeah. In high school. But mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of adjustments uh, to, to be made, you know, and, and, you know, baseball is one of those, baseball is just one of those games. It's, it's sort of a, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around, how 
you know, like the, the slumps and like how you go yeah, from yeah. being so good to like getting into that rut and like, you know, you, you, you can hit the ball well and you just can't hit it. Uh, you defend and then you can't defend. It's like, wow, like what is it about baseball? And this is something that maybe, you know, I, I'm going to dive into a little deeper with a, a baseball guru that understands that dynamic. Cause I want to know about that, you know, cause yeah, my son's playing baseball. He's, you know, he's getting into, he's going to pursue baseball. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, is it a mental thing? Is it a, you know, what is it? So I want to definitely try to, you know, dig that up. And maybe, maybe it's just a mystery because if the baseball people, the world knew it, even in the majors, they they have it figured out, but maybe it's just one of those things. Well, they say in baseball, if you fail 70% of the time, you're good. I mean, that's the way it is. It's hard to hit a ball, you know, with a, with a bat that's shaped differently. I mean, it's just, it can be different. They're throwing different pitches. And, and, you know, pitchers only have like four pitches, but where they throw it, the type of things, how they set it up, things like that. And so I, I love baseball, just the mental game. And what also made it mentally tough for Hawaii is when you go on the road, you can't, there's still restrictions. So your family can't see you at the hotel. You're still eating all your meals in the hotel. It's, you know, you could have vaccinations. You, they get tested all the time. But still, because they're in that so-called bubble, they go on the road. They are really in a bubble. They, they, they can't go out. They can't do anything. Meanwhile, you're playing a team where they're, they're just hanging out at home. They're, you know, eating, sleeping in their own beds. And, you know, they get to, I don't know what form of classes they can get to go to. And so I think it was just a little bit different. And one final thing, too, it was finals week last week for UX. No excuse, but. They didn't really get that much practices or anything just because, you know, it was, you know, you're, you're trying to prep and because they have to do um, a lot of the tests on the road and Mike Trapasso, the head coach, he had to be the proctor. So he's instead of preparing for a Northridge series. He's, he's out giving tests and he's in the grading papers and making sure everything's <laughs> sent in. So it's, it's a different, different life in college and, you know, a different life in high school, right? It's a little different from the yeah. pros so you have all the time to do things. Yep, for sure. For sure. Definitely. And, and I think the, that mental capacity, you know, yeah. weighs on you as an athlete. If, if, if your mind isn't clear of everything else and you're not able to just focus on the task at hand, it's definitely going to show. And, 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 you know, maybe that, that's it. Maybe that's what happened. And, um, you know, but hey, you live, you learn, you move on. At the end of the day, let's hope they all passed and, and are, are getting their passing grades and, and, yeah. and, and getting credit for these classes. That's number one. <laughs> right. yeah. and, and, and also the other, the other thing too, is that, you know, they're just going through all these different things and everything. You know, I think, I think seven of them already graduated, but then you just, you know, it's just a matter of um, just growing, kind of growing and bonding. And again, they're playing games and that's, that's kind of the key thing, right? Just playing games. But yeah, um, the beauty though of baseball is you play so many games. You can have a bad game. Next next game, you get to rally. The next day, you get to rally. And in this case, this year, you're playing doubleheaders on every Saturday. So you have a bad first game. Three minutes later, you're back on the field again. Yeah. Yep, that's it. And let's uh, let's just sort of – I just want to make mention of this, Stephen, since we are in the baseball uh, mm -hmm. field right now. We're talking baseball. St. Louis, I guess, won the ILH title. I guess the ILH did have a playoff. Uh, sort of um, tourney and St. Louis got the title this year. And I, I, I feel like St. Louis has always had a pretty decent baseball team. Like, you know, yeah. we know what they do on the football field, but baseball, I think they've always, they've always had a pretty solid program. Well, so the congrats coaches, to St. Louis. Right. The former coach was, uh, or I think he's still a current coach, is George Gusman, 
who's one of the top referees in Hawaii. He actually has um, refereed um, national championship football games. And um, yeah, so I mean, this is, they've done a really good job. Everyone thinks, oh, well, that's, you know, St. Louis is a, a football school or, you know, or I don't know, a police academy. But yeah, they do such <laughs> a great job of also being well rounded. And, you know, and that's great. And then, you know, I just think that the bonds and everything they have is, is pretty tremendous over there. Yeah, they call it the brotherhood, right? They, they got yeah. a tremendous brotherhood uh, and a fraternity uh, of all the alumni, everyone that's been through that system, that school, it really creates that lifelong bond. And yeah, you, jokingly, you said it's a police academy, but, you know, it, it sort of becomes one of those things that you get into those fields um, because as, as a police officer, you know, they, hey, they want discipline. They want, mm-hmm. a, they want winners. They want champions and they want people that are, that, that, that have commitment and that's what St. Louis provides in these athletes and instills in these, in these young men. So uh, I think it's a perfect farm system for the police Academy. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't make me light of it, but, and, and that is such a difficult profession. I mean, you're just the way things are just a tremendously difficult and you gotta have appreciation for people to go out on the, you know, um, either way, you know, put their lives at risk every day, just, you know, sort of keep the peace and order and, you know, yep. it's an admirable position. Professionally. Yeah. And, and, and on that note, we'll finish here. Shout out to my nephew, Blaze Manabe, who didn't go to St. Louis. Uh, okay. He graduated from Radford, who was a heck of a football player. And, you know, recently has graduated from the uh, police academy here. He's an officer. He's, he's doing his thing. So extremely proud of you, Blaze. Love you, man. And um, look, Steve, that is it. That's all the time we got, brother. Thank you so much for joining us as always. And I got one more all question right. for you, Steven, though, before we leave. Yes. Yeah. Hey, can I be, can I be your sidekick? Can I be Robin? I don't know. You're, you're more the Batman type. I'm, I'm more the Alfred type. I'm more the Butler type sometimes. <laughs> Alfred, I love it. Okay. Look, Steven, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Steven, thank you so much for joining us, man. Always loving you, brother. It's always a pleasure having you on the CO2 Rundown. I love Mondays. I look forward to Mondays just to talk to you. And look, everyone else, that is it for today's show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are getting better today. It is Monday. Make sure we're starting strong so we can finish strong. I'll see you guys on Hump Day Wednesday.